Hello, Governor. Yet another sad reminder that Nikola Tesla died for nothing. Holy shit, episode 99. Did you, ever th- did you ever think we'd make it this far? I didn't. But then again, I'm just, uh, I'm just someone who does this for a hobby. But anyway, welcome to episode 99 of Hello, Governor, the podcast. I'm Abdullah. I'm Tom. And uh, let's let's just let's just uh, let's just get this over with. Star Wars trailer. It's a Star Wars movie. Have, have you seen the video comparison? Someone basically compares the first what was it, The Force Awakens with the Last Jedi. Have not seen that. It's like it's shot the shot almost. Really, I had not seen yeah, that. Too. I mean, I'll I'll give him credit. This actually told me a lot more about the story. Than the teaser trailers for uh, Force Awakens did. Yeah, I, I I say this, it did gave away one thing. The one thing that I'm really disappointed in, it gave away that Luke has more than one line. <laughs> Use the Force. Can I get my paycheck now? <laughs> Thanks. But oh, I don't. I wasn't like hyped up for it, but I think that's because. Um, because, uh, like, here's my problem with Force Awakens. I went into it, like, with zero expectations, and I came out with it pretty much the same. <laughs> like, it's a movie, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> I think the problem I have with it, it's, I'm, this is going to be me being hypocritical here, but um, I'm getting Star Wars fatigue. What, what do you mean by that? It's like we've been, we got two Star Wars films already, one year after the other, and now we got Rebels and stuff like that, you know. <sighs> oh, you mean Disney's milking a franchise to death? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, haven't seen that before. <laughs> oh, well, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, just, it's just like, it's something more magical about you have to wait for a Star Wars film a bit longer. I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, because cause say what you will about The Force Awakens, at least it felt like a goddamn event. Yeah, this... This is, this is just another movie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, it, I will admit it is a big deal that this film's coming out and everything like that, but because they announced it, was it, was it, like, 40 years of Star Wars now? Yeah, I know, but, but think about the hype we got from Episode Five, like, Force Awakens, yeah. like, and how secretive they were about that entire project, like... What yeah. what's the story? Who's gonna be in it? Yada yada yada, and all these fan theories and all this stuff. And then you had the the trailers that were that really didn't tell us anything about the the plot, but they just you know said okay, this is this, this is that. And we we even came on the show uh, discussing our own theories, and our theories were actually better than the actual fucking movie. But <laughs> there you go. I remember. But uh, this this just pretty much gives away everything. This is basically like, hey, you know, if you've seen the last movie, then it's more of that. And you know, if you like the last movie, good on you. I I I really didn't care. I I thought it was okay. But you know, I've seen worse. But it's it's meh. It's nothing. It it really it's a it's a nothing movie. It's it's something that I feel is it it's not bad, but it's not good. It's like it's 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 the kind of mediocrity that I would expect from from Hollywood now. But it's uh, again it's it, it's Star Wars, and it kind of feels weird that you waited all the all this time for a nothing movie. I was more I, personally. I'm I was more impressed with the um, hype. No, I was more impressed with the actual film poster than I was with the actual trailer. The poster looks fucking gorgeous. 
My only complaint, my only complaint about that is that it's not drawn by Drew Struzant, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's so wrong. It'd be so cool. We can get that poster, but get a version of it is drawn by Juice Juson instead. Cause, you know, because they, they commissioned him to draw one for for you know the C two uh, for an expo, and I saw that, and, I, and that poster looked great, and I'm like, why didn't they commission him to do the final poster? Who knows? It's kind of it's kind of sad because I, I remember talking to an artist uh, about this on. When I went to a con and we were just talking about movie posters and how they were a lot, they're a lost art now. And yeah, we they, just we, we were talking about like Drew Struzan for a good like forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not yeah, movie posters becoming more of a lost art, but you do occasionally get that one or two that be like, okay, yeah, that's a pretty cool looking poster, you know. I do like the fact that fans now are creating their own alternative movie posters, and and that that's oh. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, they've done it for Star Wars. I know there's a lot of people that make the fan ones for uh, Marvel and stuff like that. And it's kind of funny that the ones that get the fan ones that get made for the Marvel movies turn out better than the actual official Marvel ones most of the time. Yeah, I know, because because I looked at the Doctor Strange ones that they commissioned artists to do, and I'm like, why couldn't you use the, that for the original poster? You know? Did you ever see the Ant Man one that someone actually made, but it was all designed with um, individual ants and stuff like that, drawn ants and stuff like that, made out Ant Man. Yeah, I know. I'm like, that's kind of cool, you know. You know, play with the idea. You know, don't. I mean, okay. I kind of hate the, the 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 generic shield. Like, if it's a Captain America movie, it's a generic shield logo, and and it's a silhouette of Cap. But like, some of them are really creative. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll admit the IMAX exclusive poster for Avengers: Age of Ultron was beautiful. It's literally like the Avengers, the Avengers um, emblem, but it's all made out. Um, robot Ultrons and stuff like crawling around. You got different Avengers fighting on the logo and around the logo, fighting different Ultrons. I thought, okay, that's cool. I'm mean, I'm not saying like you know you can't have good you know current movie posters. I really like the poster for what was it, uh, The Dark Knight Rises with the broken Batman mask and and Bane walking away. That's a fucking gorgeous poster. But I'm just, just saying that. Unfortunately, the film didn't live up to hype. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I said the poster was good. Yes. I didn't say the fucking movie was good. Stop putting words yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> uh, but but no. But I'm saying like I'm I'm not against like modern movie posters because some modern movie posters are really cool, like you know Dark Knight Rises and and stuff like that. But um, you know they're just they're just not as cool as a Drew Struzan one. You know. Yeah, true. Because with Struzan, you look at that and you're like, wow, someone actually put time and effort into drawing that. And you don't get that with, you know, modern, generic-looking Photoshop pictures that we get from movie posters these days, which is just sad. That is true. But, no, um, Star Wars, you know, again, to me, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, because it's like, yeah, it's just another franchise now. It's like, big whoop. I mean, I've been kind of spoiled on Star Wars, you know, and it's like, "Mm." It's like, we're getting getting Force Awakens, Battlefront. Front two, I think it is, or whatever the fuck. Oh, have you actually seen a news article? Um, was it? It was just like an actual like news article on that when they talk about Battlefront Two. And guess what they put down in it? Which this is gonna make you laugh. Oh God! They talk about it has a campaign mode, and you play as the bad guy. <laughs> Those are not <laughs> selling points, you assholes. <laughs> really? You're telling me a first person? First person slash third person Star Wars shooting game. You play as the bad guy, really? I was like, so all these other previous titles don't count then? Yeah, Force <laughs> Awakens. Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, Force no, no, Awakens. No. 
even, even was it Battlefront Two? You play as the clone troopers through the you play as the clone trooper, then you play as the stormtrooper through the campaign mode. Also, you get to play as both. Oh my god, they had an entire fucking game with fucking Django Fat for God's yeah. sakes. Yeah. Force Unleashed. That's that's the one, not Force Awakens. Force Unleashed. That, those are the two fucking best examples of that. Yeah. Or better yet, Knights of the Old Republic. You can play as the bad guy. Yep. You can be the bad well, guy in that, so it's like, oh man, you get to play as the bad guy. Really? Because we've been doing that for a couple of years now. <laughs> That's yeah. not a selling point, you assholes. <laughs> oh man, but but we're getting that. We're getting another season of Rebels, and we're getting another animated series. And it's just like, what? When? When does it? When does this shit end? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Um. It's gonna be interesting. Let's say I say that much. I just, I just think that we're 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 going on Star Wars overboard now because it's like we got all these things coming out, and it's like it, the franchise. It's not special anymore. It really isn't because you know Star Wars movies. For those that don't know, used to be an event. Like they oh god, used yeah. To, they used to come out like years and years in advance, but nowadays everything has to be back to back because audiences mm-hmm. are fucking stupid now, and you know we gotta. Gotta shit out a new movie every fucking year, cause they, otherwise they're not gonna see it, you know, or some shit like that. I don't. It's just it's just sad to see to see uh, to see a once loved franchise devolve into another cash cow for Disney, cause that's what it is. It's, sure. just, it's just another cash cow for them to to wave around and say, hey, you know, we're getting more, you know, we have Star Wars now and and all this other shit. And I just I'm just dreading that new indie movie that they're making. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm curious. I'm not. I mean, I, it it got my interest. Um, it it got my interest um, with it, but at the same time, it didn't be like I when after watching, I went, "That's it." I mean, it it did show up some cool stuff. It's like, okay, um, there's Finn, there's Poe, there's Ray. They're training. You see old Luke's training Ray now, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it showed what uh, it needed to show. Like it it you know, you got all the 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 the, the talking points where it's like. Um, you know, Ray, Finn, Kyle, and all these other fucking yeah uh, talking points. And again, like it, it feels like a you know it feels like a, a <clears throat> you know a, a continuation of, of Force Awakens. And like I said, if you if you like Force Awakens, then you know this is you know you know you're gonna get your bang for your buck. But if you you know if you're like me who just felt indifferent about the entire thing, it's you're just like ah eh, you know it's another Star Wars movie. We're getting another Star Wars movie after that next year, and then the year after oh. that, and the year after that, and so on and so on. Who knows? Who knows? It might be good. But it, it it will make money, but I do you think it's going to make more money than the first the um, Force Force Awakens? I don't know. Maybe. No, I, maybe I don't know. Because I'm, I'm not I'm not an expert on on film grossing, so. Yeah. I think it. I, I personally, I don't think it's going to. But um, I know. My, I know Age of Ultron made more than the first Avengers movie. 
Yeah. I, uh, other than that, uh, no, maybe, I don't know. I think it depends on... Um, I, honestly, I think it depends on um, early reviews. Well, of course, the reviews are going to be great, because come on, you know, you can't... Because <laughs> cause they're yeah. not going to say anything bad about a fucking Star Wars movie now, are they? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, I mean, what was it? Like, Rogue One made over a billion, and was it the... Was it Force Awakens that made, was it like almost two billion? Or did he actually make over two billion? I know it, it made a shit ton of money when it came out. Oh, yeah, it made over two billion. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's, it's Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars has been making money for years now. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a well-established machine, I think. And again, it's it's one of my main complaints about the entire franchise as a whole. It's like it's so fucking merchandised to death that it just becomes like nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know yeah. that was like my biggest co- – like that's a lot of people's complaints with the entire fucking series. It's like when is enough enough because we get so much merchandise from Star Wars that it's just insane. I think you get – I think you – you look at every, any other franchise, I guarantee you they don't have as much merch as Star Wars does. I guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, because uh, cause it's insane. You, you'll, you'll, you'll find Star Wars on anything. Breakfast cereals, candy bars, pillows, blankets, you know, every, you know cookie jars, R2-D2 cookie jars. Those are a real thing. I'm not making that up. That's that. Those are real. <laughs> There's a, there's even like a life size R two D two statue, and I'm like, wow, who has the money to pay for that? <laughs> who would buy that? <laughs> hey, it's a big fan base, you know, makes a lot of money. I know, but like, but like a thousand dollars for an R two D two life life replica statue? That's that's who would pay money for that? <laughs> Again, people who got money. <laughs> And uh, speaking of Star Wars, we're not done yet. Uh, we also got the trailer for the final season of Rebels. Okay, this one I'm looking forward to, actually. Because it's been done well. It's sad that, that a fucking TV show is much more exciting than the actual fucking movies. I mean, I was speaking to a friend of mine. He reckoned, this is just his theory, he reckoned it, the whole that whole time season going to end with them going off to... Um, the um, bit in Rogue One when um, everyone goes to support them um, to get the Death Star plans. Probably, maybe, I don't know. That's probably the best way to do it because if it's going to be the final season, I reckon they um, at least, what was it, um, the two Jedi, Ky- Kyle and everyone else is going to, I think they're going to they're gonna kill them off. Well, of course, because like, because they, they weren't mentioned in Rogue One and... You know, anyone I, who is not mentioned obviously dies. <laughs> the thing is that they are, there are Easter eggs of, uh, well, you see Chopper in Rogue One. Yeah, I know, but like, you know, anyone who's living is probably spaceship. dead. <laughs> I reckon, and also their spaceship was sold twice, once on the, what is it, their base, and then once they, it turns up um, at the fight, um, the giant space fight at the end of the film, Rogue One, so... I think they they're gonna get killed off personally, well, obviously. but yeah, no, really, because it'd, it'd be kind of weird. It's like, oh yeah, you're a Jedi, aren't you? Don't worry, we have two Jedi's right over there. <laughs> that never brought up in the films anywhere. 
<laughs> uh, Star Wars continuity, the pain of everyone's existence. <coughs> I'm kind of glad they actually reboot it when Disney bought them. That's all it is. Well, I mean, it's still kind of it's still kind of a mind fuck because you, when you really think about it, it's like, oh, there's a Jedi that we missed somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like if the original continuity was still in place, and you do make a sequel film, and you have to address the current continuity. All I'm going to say, how the fuck are you going to explain Chewie died by a moon landing on top of him? Yeah, the expanded universe is fucking stupid at sometimes, but some of you know, for every good story, there's a million shit ones. I am never gonna let that guy that dropped a fucking moon on <laughs> Chewbacca to kill him. What the fuck? <laughs> and also, oh look, here's the Death Star too. It can blow up a whole entire universe. Like. <laughs> But no, um, again, last last season was good. I I've been enjoying the show. I'm glad that it's ending off on a high note. It's not being dragged out and being like, oh look at this, here here here's the show. We're going to beat it to death with a horse, and you know we're going to try drag it out as long as possible. <clears throat> One piece. Um, but, <laughs> you know, at least it's ending on a high note, and hopefully this season four will wrap everything up. Well, wrap up everything as possibly can with with the show you know i guess you know because unless of course they decide to make another series which rumor no, has I, they are maybe i don't know if they are it's probably going to be a spin-off or continuation <laughs> it, it won't be rebels it will be a new show entirely. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i can i can kind of see that because there are rumors of them doing a series set between uh Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I can see that happening. Or even if you want to go even further, you can set something between, was it, after the Return of the Jedi and leading up to Force Awakens, maybe. I don't know. I know that's like a I, huge... I, I kind of wish they would do that, because I'm like, if you're going to start a new trilogy, you better fucking flesh it out. Stop going back to the old shit, please. Yeah. I mean, I would like to say that. Basically, you start it off at the end of Rogue One, and maybe you jump ahead a few years and to basically just explain what the rebels were doing after, you know, cleaning up the rest of the the all reintroduce basically how you can say, oh, this is how the Galactic Empire became more powerful again, all this sort of stuff, you know. Explain the fucking first order and who's funding this goddamn shit. <laughs> it's a it's a very very big guy. <laughs> It's like, okay, yeah, because when I saw that fucking Death Star thing, I'm like, yeah, who is funding this shit? Who is paying money for this? <laughs> and how the fuck did the government not notice any of this? <laughs> it's called Star Destroyer because it destroys multiple planets. It destroys stars and then it destroys, like, five planets. I was just thinking myself, yeah, that, that, yeah I, I'm not going to continue on that. Line four because that's what I'm from oh, Force Awakens. If, if you want to talk about Force Awakens, fucking spoilers, we'll be here for fucking eight hours. I'll yeah, tell you exactly. that right now. <laughs> yeah. But I just. I don't know. I'm look. I mean, I'm looking forward. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to wrap up all the characters. I wonder what's going to happen to the Mandalorians. That, that's what I'm curious about because they don't appear in any Star Wars official films and stuff like that. They say, what's going to happen? Or they're all going to get killed off in in the thing? They're going to commit mass genocide on the Mandalorians or something? 
Probably. <laughs> I mean, no one mentions Zebra's race until, you know, Rebels, so... You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait and see. Because, I mean, I kind of like that they didn't ignore what they set up in the Clone Wars. It's like, yeah, this is a continuation of, of all that stuff that we introduced in Clone Wars. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's cool, you know? Maybe they might wrap up some of the loose ends that was left off in Clone Wars and wrap it up in this in the fourth season, maybe. Yeah, they they pretty much wrapped up Maul's character arc, which was fucking amazing. You know, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> it's like comes full circle in the best way I, possible. I love that sequence with Obi Wan when he's facing off against Maul, and this is what, what blows my mind: Maul trying to use the exact same technique he used to kill Qui-Gon. And he's doing, oh no, I'm going to use it again to kill Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan's like, no, bitch, I see this coming my old way. <laughs> I have the high ground, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> and then and Mole basically just like, he's like, have you found the chosen one? He's like, yes. He said, shave us all. Good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful moment and I kind of, like any other se- any other series that would be pretty ballsy to stop the main plot to focus on a subplot, but goddamn, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful moment. I will say that much. It was like, voila. I mean, you know, I'll admit, you know, season two was pretty rough. I'm not gonna lie, that was a tough season to get through. But season three, you know, was a massive improvement. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> season one was okay. Season two was oh boy, <laughs> that's a. Uh... God, that season was stupid. And and then two was pretty much like, all right, now here here we go. We're going to kick you in the balls and show you how good we are. Because my problem with the second season is like when Darth Vader shows up, everyone just starts sucking his dick and it's like, oh, Vader's so powerful. Look how badass he is. I'm like, fuck off. (laughs) Again, you want to see Vader Badass, just watch the um, end sequence of Rogue One. Jesus Christ. I, I, I kind of like Vader when he's subtle. I don't like him when he's running around destroying shit like he's the goddamn Hulk. He's not the Hulk, for God's sakes. Yeah. Just, I, mean, I, I don't mind that Vader, but again, I think, think, think the best you can do with him, that not going over the top is probably what they did in Rogue One. Yeah, because I, I hated him in Season 2 of Rebels. He was awful. Yeah. But that's my personal opinion. You might feel differently, but whatever. Um... Okay, 23 minutes of Star Wars. I'm done talking about Star Wars. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go on to something that we actually do enjoy? Gotta get back. Back to the past. This week's episode of Samurai Jack. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Scotland went out like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> he went out doing what he loved best. Insulting the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just, just love as an old man. It's, you think to yourself, okay, he has a gun for a foot. Do you think he's going to get something smaller? No, he has a bloody machine gun. Yeah, <laughs> a goddamn Gatling gun for a leg, and he's on a wheelchair. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. And I, just, I love the fact his eye patch is literally just like a little plait. <laughs> yeah, I pointed that out. I'm like, you know what? This is what I love about the seasons. The little details of the character designs that you don't notice in other shows, but this show, like... It just adds that extra stuff that's so great about it. And I love the fact that he got under Oku's skin. He's like, yeah, I know I'm getting to you. And he's like, and he said, why didn't he bring up the samurai? 
I, I kind of like what they're doing with Aku because I love his character arc because you're so used to him being like this benevolent evil overlord, but we've never actually seen him be depressed and going no. through a legit midlife crisis. And I love that because we've never seen the ultimate evil go through a midlife crisis. Like what happens to the guy who was always so used to winning that there's not no point in, in his life anymore. Exactly. And I kind of like that because it's it parallel it para it it's a parallel to Jack's arc, because on one half you have Jack who's lost all hope of going back home, and he's just pretty much accepted that he's gonna die in the future at some point, and then you have yeah. Aku who's just pretty much given up on ruling the world and just said fuck it, and he's pretty much isolated himself from the entire world and just sits around talking to himself literally just reminiscing about the samurai and, and just wanting him to die, but he will not die. <laughs> like that's, yeah, I mean, I... that's, that's, that's kind of stuff you don't find in any other show. Like just not. great parallels to the characters. Just, mm. Oh, it's so good. So good. Well, that's also all I'm going to say. Oh boy. The Scotsman definitely got busy over the years. <laughs> he got busy. I wonder what ever, what ever ha- happened to his wife. <laughs> oh man, that was a that was a fun opening sequence because again, it's it's the Scotsman. You you find out what he's been doing over the years, and and just, and and I love the fact that after they kill him off, it's not a dramatic death; it's a cartoonish death, which I love yeah. that so much. In a wheelchair with a skeleton <laughs> just sitting there. And I could be laughing, but my god, it was like it was like it was a really touching moment and you just see the skeleton in the wheelchair, you're like, okay, that's a little bit funny. And then he just crumbles to dust. That's fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I also I also love the fact that um what was it? Aku, you know, when when he's destroying the, the armies, he's uh, you know, just doing it like out of boredom. Like he's yeah. not doing it out of fun. He's just like, ah, whatever. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe this will, you know, help me get over my my current mood. But it doesn't, because <laughs> because yeah. the Scotsman gets to him at the end, and he's like, ah. oh, you can tell with Aku is like, yeah, I haven't had someone talk to me like that in ages. Yeah, <laughs> really got to me as well. <laughs> And uh, and then you know Scotsman of course comes back as a ghost because you know no way were they gonna just kill him off like that. <laughs> he, he is a fan favorite. I, I like the fact they brought him back as a ghost as well, which I love. Because because I because it's it's so well done because you're like okay how is he back as a ghost and he's like oh Celtic magic and I'm like oh shit I forgot his sword is also yeah. magic oh yeah, yeah. I forgot that was about a nice, that. That's a nice nice callback to Runestone. So I'm like oh my god that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and just and what he says here, we're gonna gab, we're gonna find Jack, we're gonna gather up the army, and we're gonna take him down. I love the fact that when he's fighting Aku, he's like, oh, "Yeah, this is a bad idea. Go, girls, run!" <laughs> <laughs> I just it, the thing I love about it as well is that um, I hope I'm saying his name right, um, John uh, John DiMaggio. Yeah, oh my god, he has not missed a beat with that character. Yeah, because John is just a great voice actor, and he just... Even when they came back as future, uh, for Futurama, you know, when that, when that show got renewed, he, he could still do, like, Bender really well. Yeah. So. I mean, it's like, he's he's done some fantastic characters over the years. It's like, 
for anyone newer listening to this or young you oh, probably come recognize. on everyone Stop. knows him from as bender from futurama for god's sake yeah no, no. no again more people might recognize his voice as jake the dog from venture time yeah yeah as well so you know yeah but but he's done a lot of great work and just phenomenal range that band has just phenomenal range as a performer yeah, it's really bizarre where you actually look at his pro, his credential. You're like, okay, what has he done? And you're like, holy shit! <laughs> you know, just yeah, go know. through. <laughs> and all those characters sound different. That's what I love about it. It's like you know, you're a good voice actor when you all your voices sound different. You know. Yeah. yeah. And now Definitely. we get into the meat to the meat of the episode. The rest of it. So um, Jack on his quest is still um, off that booty. I, I will say this. I was fucking right, wasn't I? I was right. Yeah. I was yeah. right. I called it. It's death. I fucking called it. Yeah. Death <laughs> is knocking at his door, just waiting for him to die. Yeah, he's like, it's time. And he's like, yes, I understand. And he just walks off. That's fucking creepy stuff. But, um, you know, to go through the, the rest of the episode, um, it's probably the most depressing episode they've done so far. Yeah. Probably, because, oh boy. <laughs> what do you think of Ashley's um, vision of the high priest? Um, what do you think of that? You think that was going to be an ongoing thing? I understand why they did that, because they kind of needed to, to establish <laughs> that she has doubts about her goal. Yeah. And they kind of need to do that with the hallucination stuff. I mean, I, I know that they abused the fucking hallucinations in, throughout this entire series, but season but it it works because she's someone who's brainwashed to thinking to thinking the way she does and and her mother is her only the only person she ever talked to up until this point yeah that's true so it would make sense for her to see her mother as her voice as her as her moral compass yeah what do you think of the whole mind control portion uh, of the episode no, that was creepy that was a creepy yeah. <laughs> moment uh because usually uh, it's it's nothing new. Um, what was it? It's nothing new. Like especially with like uh, Samurai Jack episodes, they would usually introduce a random villain of the week or something. But yeah. This time, this time it was different. Because this time it was. Because we've seen the jokey villain in the first episode, but this time this is a like a legit serious threat, and I kind of like that because it shows that. Seeing as we're on Adult Swim now, we can do a lot more um, fucked up shit. Yeah, than, let, than let's push could. the boundaries. Yeah, let's boundaries. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. The guy was a fucking pedophile. Like, let's not yeah. beat around the bush there. Yeah, well, I mean, you got that whole sequence Jack is horrified to see the child's corpse. You know, that was like, ooh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you kind of you kind of see them weaponizing children, which is just completely fucked up. <laughs> like that's that's wow. big <laughs> social commentary on on third world countries at the moment. Oh yeah, child soldiers. That's that's a, yeah, that's a whole huge. Thing. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a big talk on talk on modern day life at, at the moment. Actually, yeah, I know and. And once again, I, I I do like the fact that we saw the futuristic city, cities again because I kind of yeah, missed that because that was a huge landmark of the original series, and it's nice to see see them again. I, I like the fact that it's bring back elements, these sort of elements over time, when, but they don't cram it all into one episode and then does their own thing. They slowly 
put it into each episode each each time, you know? Yeah, I know. So we're getting like, okay, we're getting nostalgia feelings. Like, okay, here's the big grand cities and stuff like that and all this sort of stuff. I think that was, it's all nice, you know, doing stuff like that. Yeah, I know. And I do like the fact that there's, you know, more humor with Jack's outfit in the episode. <laughs> oh, that coat. <laughs> that coat. Have, have, have you actually seen the parody of that online, the meme for that? Oh, which one? The, the hang on, Jack, you can't come with us yet. You need to grab your coat. Oh, sorry, fellas. <laughs> it was like Drake and someone else I can't remember who it was but it's quite, I was like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> it's like, again this season has created some of the best memes I've seen in a long long time <laughs> and it's not even doing it it's like ah I'm, these, these are awesome <laughs> yeah I know I just I just oh my god <laughs> internet just keep doing what you're doing because this, this is yeah. awesome. Just just keep doing what you're doing. Because I like the fact that... Because here's the thing. Like, say what you will about the memes. But you know what? They help the show lighten up. Because watching yeah. this show, it's depressing. It really is. Oh, God, yeah. Because, <laughs> again, like, we're, we're talking about... I mean, it's great and all. But this episode was so depressing. I actually had to go back and watch Jack vs. Aku just to lighten my, my mood. <laughs> I am never going to watch episode the same way I used to when I saw that meme. <laughs> <laughs> I am never going to watch episode. Again, it's a great episode, but still, I've not known that one sequence. I'm never going to look in the same way ever. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm, I mean, I'm really, really glad that this show is taking a darker route, and I'm glad that it touching on subject it never touched on before in the original show run, and a lot more he- heavy hitting as well. Um, I just, I just really like the show, and again, it, again, it, it still captures the humor, the comedy, the drama, the action, and stuff like that. And it you still, know, and it still tells the story visually instead of like exposition, which I really oh, love. Yeah, this show is not afraid to do that, and it's it show again in this episode definitely in during the fight sequence, you know. Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of really like that. Yeah, you because know, you can see him struggling, because he still will, will not hurt an innocent, and I like yeah. that. You know, despite the fact that he's pretty much lost all hope, he's like, I'm not gonna hurt children. Yeah, which, he, which yeah, I but, like that because it stays true to the character and, and it doesn't go overboard. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And again, I think they're finally um, getting around to it. They are hinting about Jack getting his sword back. Yeah, he's probably gonna get because uh, he's he get he doesn't because uh, what was it the synopsis for not this week's episode the next week's episode this is the one they go on the journey to get the sword back. I'm guessing the next episode gonna be gonna be dropping hints to that. Also, have you seen the preview for the next episode? No, I haven't. What happens? Because Ashley meets up with two aliens, and I kind of know who they who they are. Oh please, please, please be those aliens. Um, it's, it's, uh, do you remember the episode where he meets up with this, um, with, uh, what was it? Um, cause there's this episode where he meets up with like a group of a society of aliens and, and they, and they have like some aliens enslaved and then he finds out at the end of the day, like, oh, the people I'm helping were actually just were slave traders. Yeah, you know, the little uh, green, the little blue monkey dudes. 
Oh god, yeah, I remember. Yes, yes. They I got the think, picture. I think they're gonna bring back the um the elephant uh characters. Oh that's cool. That'd so, be cool to see. So so that's a callback to that. I think that, that, I think. That's a that was a fan favorite episode of the full room. Remember. That was one of the first few episodes, actually. Yeah, it was like from the first season, and we remember favorite. They were the little blue monkey people. They were voiced by uh, the person who did the voice of Mandark, wasn't it? I think I have not seen that episode in years. Yeah, I think it was. I think so. I, I don't. I don't remember, but I have to go back and watch that. But I think they're bringing back the elephant uh, characters. Which is pretty uh, cool. It'd be cool. I, cause I remember they, they were a fan favorite from the first season, so it's it's kind of nice to see them bring back some more of the um, alien characters and more weird, creative characters, you know? Okay, the one- well, I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room. How do you feel about Ashy as, as, a, as a character? Because here's the, here's the part where I think a lot of people are disagreeing on this season. Um, she's all right. I think the problem is with her is that she is given stuff to do, but at the same time, she hasn't. You know, she's more there as someone from our perspective to see what Jack is doing. Yeah. and I think she's there. It, it, I wouldn't say this problem from the writers, but I think she's more there to drive the plot along in some instances to make Jack to re, to, to basically come out of his shell and finally become the samurai again. I kind of see that because it's 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 kind of one of those things where um, in the original series, again, like I said in the previous episode, Jack in the original series was a man out of time. So in the original series, he would just, you know, there wasn't that much to his character. He was just like on a quest and he would just like randomly help people with their problem of the week. But here it's like, okay, we, we've told, we've told um, other people's stories. Let's try to, um, to focus on Jack now. And yeah. it's kind of hard to write a character going through a redemption arc without having like someone to help them out with that. Um, Again, a good example of that is in Logan. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm just saying, that's kind of what what happened in Logan. You needed that character, and they had Patrick Stewart, Charles Xavier, and you had the little girl, you know, X twenty three in that film. That film would not have happened as well if you had. Again, you need someone to motivate the main character to get through the redemption, you know. I don't mind that, but I don't want the char- I don't want these characters just to exist to be like a to just a. a I don't want them just to be a walking plot device, is what I'm saying. Because yeah. I hate that. I fucking hate that. Again, there's a good character there. It is you got the the thing with her character. She has the potential of being really good characters. Again, she has the motivation. She had the complex backstory. She has this interesting character arc and. You know, there is the elements there to make a very good character out of it. I think we just haven't seen it yet, you know, fully. I I think the problem is, and Sam pointed this out to me, when she said, like, she wasn't convinced that she would, like, immediately join the side of good over that quickly. And I kind of agree with her on that, because I'm like, yeah, that's kind of rushed. 
Like she should have, she should have more doubts about what she was taught instead of just like saying, "Hey, I'm a good guy now," you know. I think maybe because again, the whole next because at the end of the this episode, she uh, goes off, rushes basically find out Jack is gone, and uh, you know they release the plot synopsis for the next few episodes, and the whole next episode is about her basically search for Jack to help to, you know, trying to find him and help people. Maybe we might get that in the next episode, maybe. I don't know. We haven't had that episode to really her to, you know, sit down and question her morality yet. We did a little bit in this episode with the, you know, the whole visions and whatnot, but that's about it. Yeah, I know. We don't... I, and I kind of agree with Sam on this criticism. I didn't before, but now that I think about it, I kind of agree with her when she said it just happens way too fast. And I kind of agree with her on that. It's like you kind of need a little bit more time to develop her character a little bit instead of just like going from point A to point B so fast like that. But, I think uh, what you just need a good, you just need an episode focusing on that. I'm not saying for the whole time episode, but it needs, it needs that, that needs to be one of the main plots devices in one of the episodes with focusing on that loyalty and focusing on her questioning herself and stuff like that. develop her character you just need that one episode and that's it and then you can go on with the story yeah i know and you kind of need again you kind of need more inter- interactions with her and jack instead of just like what we got in this episode i mean this episode was great and all but the inter- interactions between her and jack were just so limited you know and it just yeah. kind of doesn't help her case well, he doesn't. Well, again, they're talking about was it not not the next episode, but the episode after during time this recording, um, when they're going to actually try and find, you know, get reclaim Jack's sword back. How cool would it be if she has like a morality sort of thing when she does get Jack's sword and she has second doubts about working for him? Maybe. I think they're probably going to do that. Probably. Yeah, that'd be the perfect time to do it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But but again, I just I know that a lot of people are complaining about the fact that there's like a lot of, a lot of uh, devotion to her character, but at the same time, it's like you gotta understand that she kind of needs to be to be in in this because without her, it's gonna be really hard to to find to um, to make Jack's redemption mean anything. Because, because, okay, he's a character who's lost all hope. He doesn't want to come back, you know. It's hard for him to just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm hopeful again and I'm going to fight Aku and I'm never going to give up the fight. He kind of needs that one person to, to, you know, to push him forward, to push him in the right direction. It's always been like that, even in the original series. Yeah. I mean, look at the Aku infection. That's the best example of that. Yeah, I, again, like I said, I think, give it time, it's eventually, again, we only, was it, halfway through this season, I think people will come around on her, but I think they got more to the character, hopefully, in the later episodes. Yeah, because we just, you know, because they got the introduction stuff out of the way now, and probably now is the time to develop her character properly. Yeah. Again, she, she had good character development in, in this episode, I would feel, a bit, but again, it's just not the much as we need, you know? Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, again, great season. Great season. So far, I, I, I don't... 
I don't think I've had a problem with it so far. I think, you know, outside of the fourth episode, which was just a breather episode, I don't think I have that many complaints about this season. Yeah. It's it's a good gig, and it's like, I think she's the only general problem people seem to be having with this season. That's apart from that, that's about it. Because it's just too much to take in, because it's like, you know, this is Jack's story, but at the same time, you're introducing this new character, and you're, you know, try you're going to have to make to make us give a shit about her in, like, what, the span of ten episodes? That's pretty hard to do. I hope they don't do what I think they're going to do this again. It's just a long oh, shot. How do you feel, again, what do you think about this? She turns on Jack in the final episode and kills him. I doubt it, but I would probably see her sacrificing herself for Jack at the end. I, I can see that, but maybe, maybe wins when she gets No, maybe she might be the plot device. She does get killed off. Maybe like the second last episode, maybe, and that what motivates Jack to go in to beat Aku and return to the return to the past. Maybe, I don't know. Again, if she does get killed off by Aku, you know, sort of thing, maybe... Because there's the thing, Gendy said, like, in, in, in like interviews, he said, like, it was hard for him to come up with an ending, and, and he said the ending he has in mind will bring, you know, will make people cry. So, <laughs> and I doubt those tears are going to be tears of joy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Again, it might be a tragic ending, you never know. So, I mean, and it kind of... Again, a lot of people have been theorizing that, you know, Jack's going to die at the end of the season. He does get back, but he does dies at the end. So, maybe. I don't how know. How tragic would he be if he does beat Oku in the future, but he, he's literally... He, he lost his final chance to get back to the past? I, nah, that'd be way too much of a depressing ending for this series. <laughs> Who knows? If they might do it. <laughs> I think he'll probably die, but go back to a period where, you know, with his younger self. Yeah. And then, and then you kind of see, like, the circle continuing. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, pull a, pull a 12 monkeys ending. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Where his younger self sees his older self die, and it just, like, becomes this, you know, never-ending circle of, you know... Fate yeah, just is, the fate is sealed and you can't change it. Yeah. Probably they're going to go that route. I don't know. And the only person who does know is Gendy. So, you know, we'll have to I mean, wait we, and see. We just have to wait. Like I said, you just have to wait and see. And uh, if it works, it works. It does, it doesn't, you know. And I think with her character, I think there's more to, the, to her character that they're letting on at the moment. And I think she will have that big character moment probably in the next episode or maybe maybe the I think the episode we're going to see her character develop a lot is going to be the episode when Jack reclaims his sword yeah probably that's the perfect time to do it personally yeah so you know minor nitpicks aside great season if yeah if you're not watching it what the hell's wrong with you go watch it yeah and uh yeah that's pretty much it Uh, and anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up no <laughs> this is a pretty short episode, but again, slow week, slow week. Blame the fucking lack of news, okay? Don't blame us. <laughs> there it goes. So, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.